0: Uh, welcome to another episode of Healthy Obsession. Second episode back from vacation time. Yeah, baby, sit down, relax and
1: get ready cuz I got some shit to call out and I'm talking to you weebs.
0: <laughs> can we start a culture war against the weebs? No, please. Can we can we become an anime pro an anime podcast with the sole purpose of triggering like Reddit weebs? Uh, that wouldn't be hard. I mean, we already have shit enough takes
1: for that. We just get James on enough, and that'll just, that'll do it.
0: Hell yeah. All right, look look for look for the next uh, podcast in the Healthy Obsession production umbrella. Uh, Untitled Weeb Trigger Project.
1: Fuck yeah. We also talk about some Pokemans and a bunch of shit that's coming out this week. Or not, that, that's coming out this week. That we learned that came out. Is coming out. You get what I mean.
0: Uh let's let's play the episode. Yeah. You know, hey, it's nice to be in a spot now that I'm back from vacation and we're doing the podcast that it it, 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 it it feels like we're catching up on news. Yeah.
1: A little bit. It's better than just being like what the fuck do we talk about?
0: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't help that we're not good at planning, and uh, every time we say we're going to do something to make the show better, we don't. Such Life's as, hard. Uh, such as sending articles throughout the week, which we don't do. Well, and my my yeah. mode of operation when it comes to doing a podcast hasn't changed in six years, and that's reading IGN 20 minutes before the show. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, Main thing I want to talk about first like I I've been doing jobs that have required me to work second shift if not third shift for the last 4 years now I think and uh one of the worst casualties of that kind of schedule is that I don't get to watch a lot of uh like gaming events or announcements anymore cuz they all normally happen in the evening um for instance like AGDQ I barely get to watch live anymore at least games that I care about during GDQs yeah. um but this week uh gamescom is happening which is probably like the second like third if not second biggest gaming event of the year next to something like e3 um it's kind of become the biggest reveal
1: event though like, yeah i feel like most stuff most stuff gets revealed at gamescom than it does Way, way more stuff does than what happens at e3 anymore we just get to see like stuff that's already been revealed at E3, like first looks at gameplay rather than actual reveals.
0: Well, yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with the culture around E3, where it it's still very much... uh, Like, Gamescom feels more like a celebration of video games, and it's a place for developers to show off games, whereas E3 is company press conferences, and it's more about the marketing. And, you know, we're never going to see a console announcement at Gamescom. That's always going to be... Any E3 thing for as long as people are going to E3. But yeah, Gamescom is more just about the games and you get to have more fun announcements there. For sure. Such as, uh, Keely posted a video up on his Twitter, Jeff Keely, of course, of the Game Awards fame, and basically just poster child for hosting video game events anymore. <laughs> is his entire business. Um, but he posted a quick little five-second clip that all but confirms... A Saints Row reboot, and I say reboot because the the image posted on there, like the five second motion picture, is uh, some graffiti on a wall that has the fleur de lis of the Saints, and uh, it is graffiti words saying rebooting. So that that doesn't tell us is like is it going to be Saints Row five, but it's a reboot because it's been like nine years since we've had a Saints Row game. Or is it going to be something fresh and entirely new? We don't know, but I like Saints Row a lot. I don't know about you. I've never played a Saints Row game. Saints Row is a lot of fun. I, I think the best of Saints Row stands up to, uh, like Borderlands in its execution as far as writing goes. Uh, I do know three it and has four the at least, gun, very funny
1: games. Or the gun, the game that either has a gun or sword that is a dildo.
0: Yes, it is. It is a sword. It's a very long dildo bat. Yes, that is um, what I
1: know about
0: Saints Row. I had a ton of fun playing through Saints Row 4 on co-op, and even outside of the uh, some of the more childish jokes like the dildo bat, I do think they are genuinely very funny games, and I, uh, I am happy to see another one, which we've known for a while. THQ Nordic actually confirmed back in 2019 that they were very deep in development. On a new Saints Row game, is um, is but that probably because of COVID that's been delayed until now? Is Saints Row a THQ franchise, or did they like
1: the badasses they have been buy the franchise and
0: are putting out a new game? I think it has always been a THQ franchise. Uh, however, THQ is only the publisher. Uh, I want to say Deep Silver, historically, has been the actual developers behind Saints Row. Didn't THQ
1: itself go under, and then t- someone bought it, and it was then THQ Nordic? I believe so, yes. Okay. And then they're going back and remaking, putting out new games for all these classic THQ
0: Yeah, like Battle franchises. for Bikini
1: Bottom. Yeah, well, that, they did Darksiders. Uh and now Saints Row. I think there's another pretty big one that they they bought and went back and remade. But I can't remember what it is. But yeah, that's 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 cool. I've always heard good things about the games. It was just never uh, never something that I saw and went, "Yes." It looks like GTA and I have for the longest time struggled to get into GTA games. Like GTA
0: 5 is the only one I've played from start to finish. So yeah, that's a shame. Uh, Although, related to that, uh, rumors are more actively circulating that we are, in fact, getting HD remasters of GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas. Yes, I did see that. Do we have any sort of timeline on that? I don't believe so, and I don't think they've really been confirmed. uh, But it's just people are talking about it more as a possibility. And, uh, I mean, if Rockstar is still a long ways off of publishing a new Grand Theft Auto... That it would be nice if they showed some love and put out something new that wasn't GTA Online. I mean, until people stop buying
1: shit on GTA Online, they're, go- they're not going to make another Grand Theft Auto game, because why would they? No, they like, will. I mean, they will eventually, but it won't be for another 10
0: freaking years. Well, yeah, probably. But, unfortunately, the same situation with fucking Skyrim. Oh my god. I, but I, I push back on the idea that Rockstar is set with GTA Online, because I, I think if they actually were, they wouldn't even have bothered making Red Dead Redemption 2. I think the majority of the upper leadership at Rockstar and the people working there care enough about making games that they won't just sit back and do GTA Online. It, it could push back production cycles, yes, and certainly when they make GTA 6, it's still going to have an online component that will oh, yeah. probably be even more fleshed out and will stand even longer <laughs> than GTA Online currently. It'll
1: basically be Free Guy. They'll just name they'll just name it Free City. And,
0: <laughs> and then it'll be like, now who's stealing IP? <laughs> uh, I am very excited about a potential remaster of those because I, I did not play Vice City or 3. I started GTA with San Andreas.
1: Well, shit. If they if they start going the way of remaster, I mean, that'll just buy them time and more get them more money because like you could remake, they could remake the Max Payne games and the first Red Dead Redemption because those games look like shit.
0: Yeah, and more recently, a lot of people have been calling for a remaster or even a sequel to the Bully franchise. Uh, but people have been calling for that literally since the game came out, and well, yeah. I don't, I don't think that's ever gonna happen. I think a remaster is certainly more likely than yeah, a sequel at this point. Uh sure. New Rockstar should just stop making such good games, though.
1: Well, I think part of that, too, is to, to everything we're saying about, you know, make a new one. What they, if they don't have the right idea for the story, they're not going to make it. So, you know what? Power to you for being able to do that. But at the yeah. same time, I don't care, in a, at a certain extent, make another goddamn game.
0: <laughs> I mean, there was Please. like... There was like a 15-year gap between Red Dead 1 and 2, and both of those are incredible games. Yeah. I so mean, let them, I, let them do their do.
1: I remember when GTA 5 came out, we were like, it's been so long since GTA 4 came out, and now it's like, how naive were we?
0: <laughs> yeah, and even that being said, I've played through the single-player campaign of GTA 5 three times in its entirety. It's so good. I love that campaign so so much, and I don't think as much as I like four. I don't think I even actually finished that one. Uh, I I I, I think I was too young, and the missions got too hard. I couldn't do it. Yeah, didn't the end of four get weird too? That depends on what you mean by weird.
1: I don't remember because I never played it. I just thought it like the just the story was kind of like, wait, what the fuck's going on now?
0: I don't think it got that weird. Not not for GTA, at least. Not Saints Certainly, Row weird? Yeah, not Saints Row weird. <laughs> fair, <laughs> uh, fair enough. You know a sequel I am not excited about, though? Pokemon. No. Oh, I'm jumping
1: the gun. Oops.
0: I was talking about Clerks 3.
1: Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is all you, buddy.
0: Uh, I mean, that... Kevin Smith, I want to like him. And and a lot a lot of the time I do. Um, I, I feel like at this point he's getting too wrapped up in his own creativity and is being stifled under the weight of it. Cause sometimes, you know, I think I think we were talking about this just in the last episode or at least a recent one. Like, uh, Clerks One is great and I love it. Clerks two is fucking garbage and I hate it. Jay and Silent Bob was pretty okay, and even the reboot that he just put out uh, a couple of years ago, or even last year, I forget, was not bad. Um, Rats, Dogma, Chasing Amy, these are all pretty okay to good movies. Tusk, I really like, but I absolutely understand a lot of people fucking hating. And and his whole career is kind of mired with that kind of mentality. And uh, based on this one promotional image we have from the movie. Which, you know, even still, I might be assuming a lot because it's just a shot of the cast in front of, like, a wall of cigarettes at a convenience store. It doesn't tell you much. It's basically just saying, look how old we are now. I, it, it doesn't inspire hope. <laughs> so it's I,
1: confirmed There, it's going to be a third, not like, a, oh, we're going to do something for an anniversary.
0: No, it is Clerks 3. It is for Oof. sure Clerks 3.
1: Well, you know, I I wish you well as someone who has not seen either of the first two. I can only hope that you're satisfied and it doesn't sound like there's a good chance of that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's going to kind of depend because, like I said, most of the time I really like Kevin Smith's writing. I, I think dialogue wise, he is very good at that kind of thing. Um, And with his last Jane Silent Bob movie and what he said about this one. He has a tendency to put a lot of his personal lived experience into his movies, whereas *Jay and Silent Bob* was a lot about um, becoming a dad. And so he said in this interview here that, like, he's not shying away from the fact that these characters have gotten a lot older, uh, and he's pulling from his own life experience of getting older and how that changes life and how it affects your perspective on things. So it right. could surprise me and be surprisingly insightful. But again, Clerks One compared to Clerks 2, it doesn't inspire confidence. And
1: it's also I don't know, when 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 you are making a sequel to it, a movie that came out so long ago, they almost never work when it's the same like production or same main person behind it. Uh so yeah, uh I'm not I'm not holding out much hope for you there either.
0: Yeah, all I can do is hope. I'm going to watch it regardless. I look I, as long as it's better than Clerks 2, I'll be happy. I'm just afraid it's going to be worse. And and without you watching both movies, I don't know that I can ever accurately get you to understand just how fucking weird going from Clerks 1 to Clerks 2 actually is. How long was there between those two movies? Uh, I'm not sure. Let's see. When did Clerks 1 come out. Clerks 1 was 1994. Clerks 2 was
1: 2006. 2006,
0: So 12 years.
1: See, that's the problem. That's like
0: like when they were like, oh, we're going to do another Anchorman. And it was
1: just a train wreck of a movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And now we're looking at uh, if this movie comes out next year. It'll be a 16-year difference between 2 and 3 now. Jesus Christ. This
1: is just not this is bad. Somebody <laughs> stop this from happening.
0: But he's got all the original crew back on for it. Uh I, I know that like um Jeff Anderson and Brian O'Holloran, they are the the main guys on Clerks. They're Dante and Randall. I forget which one, but one of them was really hesitant to do another movie because I think he got screwed over by the studio last time when they did Clerks 2. And they very recently got him on board so they're able to move forward with this. And it's at least nice that they weren't going for recasting. They did say, if we're going to do Clerks 3, we got to do it right. Let's get the guy. Fair. That's fair. Doesn't mean mean the movie's going to be good. But at least that's not immediate points against them. You want to know some wild shit? Clerks
1: 2 has a higher rating on IMDB than what it does on Rotten Tomatoes. That's how you know it wasn't great. (laughs) because imdb ratings are bullshit uh and i never understand them that's why actually that's just wild to me what the hell although (laughs) clerks 2 has a 84 percent uh from audience score so i think you might be in the minority chris
0: look it, it definitely it appeals to a certain demographic I think there is enjoyment to be had from Clerks 2, especially given the year it came out. I think it's very much a product of its time. It's just that I like Clerks 1 so passionately, and Clerks 2 is like... I mean, okay, I'm not comparing Clerks 1 to Citizen Kane, but could you imagine if Citizen Kane 2 was like Johnny Knoxville with Jackass? That's the difference from Clerks 1 to 2. Oof. That's it's a, just that's weird. A it's a different movie. It doesn't feel like the same franchise. It's interesting that Clerks
1: uh, 1 has the exact same score between the, tomat- the b- reviewers and audience. Interesting. And what, interesting what score shit. is that?
0: 89. That's pretty good. That's not bad. Uh, but we can, we can back up a little bit and uh, talk about another pseudo-sequel. Uh, we had that Pokemon stream. Last week, I didn't um, really watch it because I don't care much about Pokemon anymore, but it did have some new details of Legend of Arceus
1: unless I'm waiting for them to announce a whole new game that we're waiting on, watching those things is kind of pointless. Just watch the highlights uh and as it's the main bit of it was for the remakes of Diamond and Pearl, um which I'm just gonna say at first, I would thought chibi pokemon that's gonna be stupid i'm so fucking excited for some chibi a chibi poke chibi pokemon game uh, there you go uh but yeah you definitely i think had wanted to more talk on Legend of arceus i think uh we were kind of talking a little bit before we started recording how i'm not too impressed by what i've seen it kind of just looks like they took the assets from the wild area from Sword and Shield and were like, hey, we can make a game about this. That's just this. And then when they kind of go into even more details, like the whole point of the game is to explore the, whatever the hell they said that new region's called and catch Pokemon to find out how they live. And I'm like, oh wait, every other Pokemon game. But they haven't hinted at there being... Any sort of antagonist force. So, if this was a $30 game, I'd be all about it. But I already know they're going to charge $60. And that's the main reason why I have an issue with it. Is, it's just like, okay, you made a wild area game where you just catch the Pokemon. But there's there's very little, I have yet to see the purpose of battling, which is weird in a Pokemon game. And I don't know what, if there's any story other than just catch the Pokemon. So for a franchise that the do, the lifelong fans are have been screaming for some innovation, this just doesn't look like it.
0: And all those things you're saying you don't see, I have the utmost confidence they're going to be there. I don't have confidence in Game Freak as a dev. I don't think they... I mean, alright, they make competent games. They make complete finished okay games even if those games are reusing assets and even if those games don't have all the features people want them to and all the features people have been asking for they make complete games and i trust them to have the bones of a complete game i expect there to be some early pokemon history version of gyms and if not an elite four some kind of final boss and and Pokemon itself as a franchise is so formulaic that it would almost be refreshing if their game didn't have some kind of antagonistic force, you know?
1: Eh, uh, they haven't really had an antagonistic force the last two games, is the thing. I, have they, they not? No, I mean, the last game was... What, was didn't really one of just them the... have
0: Rainbow Rocket or something?
1: Rainbow Rocket. Um, So, I actually can't... The the one in Sun and Moon there was Team Skull, but they weren't super antagonistic. They were just like a gang of hoodlums. And then there was the Aether Foundation, which I think were the actual antagonists. But it was done so weird that they, they were the antagonistic force. And then in Sun and or Sword and Shield, there was not an antagonistic force. It was just the fucking president, president of the Pokemon thing, who was like, "JK, I'm fucking everything up. <laughs> <laughs> you had no idea."
0: But there hasn't been an Elite Four since Gen Six, Chris. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. So it, Elite Four is a little different. But even, even if you don't think Team Skull was like a good force, they're still there. They're still part of the formula. They were the Team Rocket stand-in. There,
1: there. Yes, there was at least one of those in, in Sun and Moon. But then they. But didn't I mean, have that was the thing four. that. I... Oh, actually, they did. They did. I'm wrong. They had there. Uh, there wasn't an Elite Four, but there was a battle to become the first Pokemon champion at the very end. Yeah, you so set I mean, up. You there. set
0: it up. And that that is something that I did like about Sudden Moon in Concept was it was the first game that actually did kind of shake stuff up cuz it also didn't really have gym battles, right? It was like Correct. a Pokemon school thing. You and no, that was you're like getting the, that from the anime. That was the anime. <laughs> uh you would have to
1: fight the island kahunas which were yeah. pseudo gym leaders, but in order to fight them you had to beat like usually at least one I think in some cases, two of their, like, a, like a lieutenants. So, basically, the other people would be in the gym. You had to beat them first to prove yourself worthy to even fight the kahuna. It, it was, that I was okay with. Because that was a nice twist on it. And then Sun and Moon went back to gym battles. But there was not real, at least I don't think there was a true, like, poke elite four. You just went and battled. It was, like, everyone who got far enough at the end was, like, qualified to do a giant tournament, like a battle royale tournament almost. And then you fight Leon at the end, which I finally got to the part, kind of tangenting a bit. I finally got to the part in the new, po- in the Pokemon journeys anime where they introduced Leon and man, he's a fuck boy. But <laughs> of course they're like, yeah, he's undefeated. He can't lose. And he kind of just like mops the floor with Lance. And I'm like, that's because Lance uses Gyarados and not a fucking dragonite, bruh. But, uh, Anyway, I I'm just I don't know. I don't know if I need a whole independent Pokemon game to do what you can already do in the Wild Area.
0: That That's all it looks like. And I think that's more of a blunder of marketing than anything else. And, and in that's fact, usually like, where I mean, good the at. state of the game, I hope to God it gets delayed. It looks like it needs a delay. Yeah, the backgrounds are not great. They're, like, making this shift to being able to do,
1: quote, real-time 3D battling. Like, that's what they're shifting to because that's, like, the the gimmick of battling in this one is that you can throw out your Pokemon, they can run around with you, and then you, oh, you see a Pokemon, you just go fight it, which is interesting, but also, like, I don't know who wants, like, they're they're just moving towards meshing Pokemon Go with the battle system, so they can make a VR Pokemon game and everyone will cream their jeans over, but then play it and realize there's no goddamn content there and it gets stale after five minutes. Because that is the issue with them not innovating is that, yes, it's like, well, I'm not helping because I keep buying shit, <laughs> but it's going to get to a point where the game's so boring that no one's going to, people are going to stop buying them.
0: I I'm not so confident. I think people do stop buying them, but then those people have kids, and those kids start buying it, and it's just a cycle. As soon as they lose customers, they gain customers because new people get to learn about Pokemon, and then they don't care that it's all the same because it's fresh to them. Because the franchise has the kind of IP power that spans multiple generations, especially with Pokemon Go. I, well, I don't know. You- I don't think they have anything to lose by rehashing, unfortunately. And the, well, the, the biggest reason I think
1: why the games are becoming so bland is because that's not actually where Game Freak makes their money. They're making oh, yeah. it through all their plush and card and other merchandise sales. Like, my God, how much shit in my room right now is from the Pokemon company? I'll <laughs> tell you, way too goddamn much for a 27 year old. Like yeah, I mean, I guarantee
0: crap. the the motivation behind different uh regional forms of pokemon and dumb gimmicks like mega evolutions or dynamaxing is the exact same reason that captain america has a different outfit every movie cuz it's it's just for it's just for merchandising. Now I will say
1: they need to just go deeper on the regional variant thing. That's what, I mean they're they're continuing to do it like that's going to be a thing for the rest of pokemon and I I actually do like that. I think it's really cool. um that instead of just making a new Pokemon that looks just like, which is what they did, like basically through Gen and Gen four and five, it seems like they would just introduce new Pokemon that were like, oh, it's it's the electric spider instead of it being just a a different version of Ariados or Spinnerack. They they made Voltic and whatever the fuck that thing evolves into. You know, they they they've just kind of. If they're gonna put out a new design, it's a new design for the most part, or a new type of animal that they're gonna adapt into a Pokemon or inanimate object, because that's the way it's going to. Uh, <laughs> but I, I did like w- that knowing that that what looks to be I thought was a regional version of Stantler is not; it is a regional version of an evolved Stantler, which is kind of cool, and and. And they showed another Pokemon too that was the same thing where it's not a it's not a regional variant. They're giving it an evolution, but the evolution is the regional variant. So like like okay, I I'm all for the Pokemon continuing to do that kind of shit.
0: Yeah, and I I've just stopped caring after a while. Pokemon's just not for me anymore, and that's fine. I, I, want, the I want staying here. I want here. Legend of Arceus to be good because, uh, honestly, even if, even if they just put out the same Pokemon game, but they had real-time 3D exploration and real-time 3D battles, I think that change is enough to satisfy most people, and I would try another main series Pokemon title because of that. And that's just because
1: I don't like turn-based. Honestly, this almost seems like it's getting ready to move towards an MMO.
0: And that's what people really want. That's all anyone has ever wanted Pokemon to be. Because you could easily have the wild area be an
1: MMO space where you have your Pokemon. You'd probably only be able to have like one on you, or, two, or you'd only have a few. And then you just see random encounters like in Pokemon Go. I kind of you'd mesh Pokemon Go with this and make it almost like an MMO. But yeah, it I I won't be surprised if, especially with Pokemon Unite coming out recently. The f- which is way late when it comes to Pokemon having a MOBA. People were saying that in 2012 when Mobos were hot that they should, or, or I guess it would probably been more like 2013, 2014. But the fact that Pokemon didn't put a MOBA out earlier was probably a limitation to their hardware, honestly, even though, because it's a fucking mobile game now, mobile gaming on the Switch, which I think is wild. But the 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 hardware they were working with, almost 10 years ago, would not have been very conducive to what Pokemon Unite is.
0: Which I haven't tried yet. I, I want to play Pokemon Unite. I, I have N- Nintendo Online currently. I should give it a go and beat some kids up. Yeah, dunk on some little children. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of Pokemon, though, I think that's, that's a decent bridge to move into this next thing. Uh, first of all, can we talk about the fucking Star Wars anime trailer?
1: Bruh. The fact that they have just a combination of like Kill a Kill and Darling in the Franks going on at the same time was I'm I'm so ready for it. But it's <laughs> Star Wars.
0: Uh let's see. Do we know all the studios involved with this project?
1: I tried to look right after that trailer came out. Granted that was a while ago, and I could not find a list. I got they're like eight of the most famous ones, and I'm like, okay, well Bones was in there. I saw it. Hmm. I, because I'm pretty I sure I don't that, see Bones listed here, or maybe I'm thinking Trigger. I'm thinking Trigger. You are
0: thinking of Trigger.
1: I'm thinking of Trigger. Uh, Trigger is 100% one of them. I have no idea who the others are.
0: Uh, so but that's because Trigger
1: says such a distinct art style that I'm just like, it's Trigger.
0: According to starwars.fandom.com or the Wookiepedia, uh, the production companies listed for Star Wars Visions are Kamikaze Dugga. Gino Studio, Studio Colorado, Trigger, Kinemas Citrus, Said Saru, and Production IG. Okay, see,
1: I only have heard of three of those, which is wild because I watch a shit ton of anime. But Citrus, uh, IG, and Trigger. At least when you say the names out loud. If I read them, I might go, oh, oh, okay. Or, I guess so many of them are under giant publishing companies like, you know, uh... PA Works, and Studio Wit, which those are the st- big studios, but these might be the actual smaller teams that do them within those giant producers.
0: So it's seven anime companies, nine episodes of the show, Trigger and Science Saru are doing two episodes.
1: Oh, fuck yeah,
0: dude. And yeah, it's pretty funny that like uh, wh- who seems to be the antagonist of at least one of Trigger's episodes does just look like a character from Promare yeah like yeah. i i don't know i don't know how easy their uh production line makes it to reuse assets, but if they are then they are <laughs> it just it just looks like the same fucking character
1: do we have a release date scheduled for that
0: uh yeah september twenty second so wait what Wait, just, what? just it co- a month.
1: It comes out in a month. I thought we had to wait. I thought they announced that and we were getting it like in 2022. Holy nah, shit. No, it's Oh my
0: God. I'm excited. I'm even it more excited in. now. Anime is gonna save Star Wars. Stop. Stop. So
1: many Star Wars people are gonna fucking hate it because it's gonna be <laughs> so anime. Like some of them look it's just like, oh, if 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 Star Wars wasn't an anime, this is what it would be. It's not like Anime Studios doing Star Wars content, I think is a very clear distinction that I saw. This is anime in uh, Star Wars in anime, not anime done as Star Wars. No, I said that backwards. I don't know if get the point <laughs> the, they're doing it like it was a original anime rather than taking a Star Wars story and then anime Studios animating it,
0: yeah. I think this this has potential to be exactly what I have wanted from Star Wars going forward, where like, you know, all the movies, they they they've pretty much capped it off as titling these nine movies as the Skywalker saga, and now movies that come after that are likely not going to involve the Skywalker lineage. Uh, and I God. wish I wish they would have gotten away from that a lot sooner. And it seems like the TV shows are going to be their first step in that direction. Um, but given that these are all from different studios, it seems like it's going to be an anthology series. It's not going to have a single narrative through those nine episodes, which means it'll be smaller stories exploring hopefully vastly different aspects of the Star Wars universe, which is something that's just been ignored while the main series has been dealing with uh, the, the highest of high stakes in their universe. When well, There's a lot more. It's a much deeper fleshed out universe than those movies would have you believe. So, you mean like just smaller shit, not like
1: what Rebels and uh, I guess Clone Wars has Anakin and well, Clone Wars has a shit ton of characters. Clone Wars and Mandalorian. You want more like Mandalorian style stories, but then also yeah. like one offs of that, of like two episodes, one, two episodes on this little person doing some shit out in the outer rim. Stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I would rather have stories completely separated from anything we've seen so far. Any of the main conflicts.
1: So, are you excited then for uh, the whole new
0: saga that's starting? Yeah, absolutely. Especially with the directors that have gotten on board for it. Why the hell can't I remember what that's called? Something Republic. Right? Oh, have they have they put a name on it? I wouldn't. They've know.
1: named the era it's taking place
0: in. Uh, oh, High Republic. The High Republic, yeah, I think is that it. Yeah, especially since Taika is working on one that I, I don't know if it's gonna be a standalone or if it's part of a larger series. But obviously, we we love Taika here.
1: Uh, just let Dave Filoni do whatever the fuck he wants. That's all I gotta say. Pretty much. Uh, so the a, main. Oh, go ahead. I need to finish Bad Batch because I only I'm like probably like seven episodes in. It's pretty good. Um, it's more just quality, it's very, it has, from what I've seen so far, has a much more Rebels vibe than it does Clone Wars, which makes sense, uh, a little bit, I think. Um, but I need to keep going, because I think it gets pretty fucked at the end,
0: and I'm like, yes, let's watch this. Uh, so the main anime news I want to talk about, uh, and this was pretty much the reference to the start of the show where I said we were catching up because we didn't talk about this last week. Uh, but uh, that Crunchyroll Sony Funimation deal actually Finally done, confirmed, gone through. Crunchyroll is part of Sony now. Uh, we talked about this a long time ago when it was just announced, but that uh, is going to happen. Yeah. So how how do you how do you feel about this? How do you feel about PlayStation or Sony? Owning the uh, basically the two anime distributors for the West. Uh, as long as they keep the goddamn UI
1: of Crunchyroll and let the Funimation one die in a fucking hole, I don't really care. To be completely honest, I know that what they're gonna probably do is. It it doesn't really make sense to have the two libraries be split going forward. I don't think. Because why? Like why? Why that makes no sense. Would they do it for money reasons? Maybe, but I think there'd be a lot of backlash to that. I um, I I I just if it can make me allow me to see almost almost everything in one spot, I'm kind of okay with it. Go back to the old days where like fucking everything was on Crunchyroll, uh, because that hasn't been like that for a while, and and, you know, Netflix is now getting involved. Thank God Amazon's not in the picture anymore. But, you know, I I, I don't know how fast we're going to start seeing some of this stuff implemented because Funimation bought the rights to Demon Slayer. So that was only going to be on Funimation, which is crazy to me. But I, I just don't know how that's going to play now that... They're both part of the same company. I, I have not seen... Have they released stuff on anything about what that means
0: for both platforms yet? No, but that's why I want to talk about this, because there are rumors. Oh, no. So, uh, again, I want I to just recap. A, this deal was for $1.2 billion. That's cheap. I'm going to be honest. That's... <laughs> for the long run,
1: of basically putting your entire dick on the table for the anime market. Now it's just like you only have one competitor and it's Netflix. And B,
0: to be entirely specific, uh, Sony has announced that they have acquired Crunchyroll, but that it is a part of their Funimation Global Group company. So Crunchyroll so- is part of Funimation, which is part of Sony. That's the situation we're looking at, right? Okay. So what's interesting and what is Circulating rumor wise is that Sony is considering offering a new tier, a more expensive subscription of PlayStation Plus, with part of the increased price tag, that subscription would include Crunchyroll. Just
1: Crunchy Fuck Funimation.
0: Right, which would seem to indicate if they own both and that Crunchyroll is the smaller part of the larger Funimation group, if they're not including Funimation, then yeah, they might just drop Funimation as a streaming service and keep it as the home media and merchandising distribution service that it's always been.
1: I, I'm just, yeah, I, or it can be the home of dubs.
0: Yeah, Do I mean, that. sure, either way.
1: Do that. So I didn't never have to fucking touch that. Because that
0: was that was the original funny roll deal back in the day. Was they shared a library, but Crunchyroll would be subs and Funimation would be dubs, and that was great. It was a great like eight months. <laughs> yeah, it did not last long. But yeah,
1: I, please do that. Like I, oh my god, because now Netflix is failing me with their shitty fucking uh translations. I've talked to you about this. We've I have you finished Beastars season two. I'm not. Okay, I, I'm on, like, episode three, but they they are... I don't... Why, I don't give a fuck what the most likely English translation of a Japanese word is. The fact that everyone knows that Louis is Louis slash Louis, don't you fucking dare translate it as Rui. <laughs> and... Don't you fucking dare in an episode call Haru Hal. Yeah, that one was the really weird one for me. I didn't see that in well, okay, I guess uh Lugoshi hadn't actually like talked to her yet this season. But it happened in episode three and he refers to her as how, and I'm like, I'm gonna expo- I'm gonna explode again. I'm gonna explode for the second time and I can't I can't. I can't believe it.
0: Yeah, I remember that that was a problem even in season one. I, I was so confused why the rabbit was named Hal or if it wasn't hey, season 1 it was a, it was a manga thing. I, either way, it's something I've already seen before.
1: Oh yeah, but the see the manga I've never that thrown off because it's not it's never the official translation.
0: Yeah, it's just fan translation. And fan
1: subs are like, "Okay, well this is how you this is the romanized English version of this, so that's what we're putting." And I'm like, "Okay, fine. That's fair." But
0: no one would ever call her Hal. Yeah, but even then, when Beastars was, like, nearing the end of its run, and we were kind of reading it at the same time, uh, the uh, the fan translation group, I remember there was a change at one point that they, like, announced in the opening notes of one of the volumes, because they they had a translation of the Stars name, Yafia, uh, and then just, like, halfway through, decided to be like, we think it's actually this, so we're gonna write it like this from now on. So, like, on some level, they're putting thought into it. And the thing that is insulting
1: to me is the fucking voice actors are saying Haru and Louie. They're saying those names, yeah. so why would you put subtitles to something on a, It's a fucking name. I I don't I can't for the life of me understand why you would like do a different versions, uh, like uh interpretation or uh what are you what are we talking about translation Jesus translation of of names just say the name in the native tongue or whatever tongue they said it in like good god are we that we're not that stupid
0: yeah i'm curious what their pipeline of subtitle production is cuz i i i wonder if they have actual japanese translators working on that and maybe that's like a a cultural Difference the person who translate who like I watched the credits long enough in one episode where there was like translated
1: by and it was a Japanese hell name so I don't know that's all I know is a (laughs) Japanese name um granted it was written in English so but it you know you know what I mean um so who knows but they clearly have not read the damn manga because when the official translation of the manga. Has it somewhere uh, has it different like come on, Jesus Christ yeah, but anyway
0: that's why i I listen to the dub for B stars anyway because it's good, so not a problem, not a problem for me
1: but anyway, yeah, crunchy rule and Funimation we'll see i'm 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 intrigued nonetheless because you know what's another thing that's pissing me off with fun we're getting into the Hayden bitching about anime section of oh, getting
0: into we're, we're
1: we're full in the Hayden bitching. About anime because it's been a minute. Um, I'm trying to watch the Chinese anime link click that Giga just did a video about that I yeah. had been meaning to watch but didn't know I could because if I watch, if I go to the goddamn show on my Apple TV in Funimation, it says there's no fucking episodes on there. If I go on my computer right now and go on to the click the same damn thing on the web version, all the episodes are there. But I, got, I found out that if I just push play, it'll play the episodes. I, Funimation. Fuck off. Um, but link click. Very good. First I watched the first episode. It's uh it's good. You should uh you, you might you might it might be something up your alley. Granted yeah. I've only seen one episode. But
0: Unfortunately fucking Funimation's making me take forever to watch this great show. As much as I would 100% be behind turning this show into an anime podcast, uh, obviously the time, time's just not there for me.
1: Well, I'm just saying that in general, not from, from an anime podcast standpoint, but I think it has vibes of one of the two shows you watch a year. It might be one of
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely was, keep it in mind. And then my last
1: bit of anime bitching news is anime trending, what are you doing? What are you doing? Okay, now nah, it's not their fault. They just put up a poll. People who vote on anime trending polls, what are you doing? Like, for the last week, the week of August 22nd, it was released on August 22nd, so it happened the, the week, it ended yesterday. The, the week ending yesterday. Top shows. The case study of Vanitas is number one for two weeks in a row. That show's so fucking mid- Ugh. People have better taste for fuck's sake. And you still you fuckers are out here enjoying detective the detective is already dead. Granted, I stopped watching that after one and a half episodes because it was so fucking stale. I thought I left my bread out for a week. But come on. Do better. People need to just have better taste. Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, I think I'm I think I'm done. You want some good news,
0: Hayden? Please, God. <laughs> we got there's, we got. There's not a lot in this world, Chris. Give me something. <laughs> we got cool releases. Oh? Because this week, we both have a game coming out that we both really like. Psychonauts comes out in two days. You got Psychonauts in two days. Uh, I have 12 minutes installed and ready to go right now.
1: Did I download that? I might have downloaded that, too.
0: Candyman comes out in theaters at the end of the week. I'm very excited for Candyman. Oh, that's the Peel Jordan Peele movie. Uh, he is not directing or writing it; he is producing it. But, but yeah, more or less. Interesting. Um, Interesting. But it is like a reboot, I think, or like a a secret sequel to the original Candyman.
1: Is he already in a state in a point of his career where he's like, yes, I will attach my name to this project for a minority <laughs> director slash writer. Cause if so, that's that was fast and that's awesome. Yeah, probably,
0: <laughs> especially like with how important of a movie Candyman is for that culture. Like, I mean, you you don't see I feel like too many movies from that minority that uh... you can say black. <laughs> thank you, thank thank you for permission, Hayden. All right. Um, but you don't see too many movies that like most of the time they're black exploitation films, and that feels yeah. like a little prayful um candy is not so and i think that jordan peele's touch does make it uniquely black in that way that validates it, it it's shitty that we're at that point that we need that but it, it's nice to see a movie that revels in its style so heavily that doesn't feel exploitative kind of like uh, you know at the risk of sounding like a movie circle jerker kind of like black panther
1: Yeah. I get, I get what you're saying.
0: Uh, so yeah, I'll watch fucking anything Jordan Peele puts his name on because, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the man can do no wrong.
1: He will, he will well, eventually. Well, I was gonna say, well, I just we we know enough to never ever say that, Chris. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, one day you we'll need more, learn. You need more good good anime adjacent news, Chris.
0: Oh, okay. Go yesterday,
1: ahead. yesterday, Hollow Live. Into, uh, or what do they call them? Hollow Council. Council uh, debuted, and you know what? I didn't think I needed more Hollow Ian girls in my life, but goddamn, am I happy that I do? Because <laughs> most of them were great. A lot of Aussies, which is kind of weird to me, but you know what? Some great personalities. I can't wait to just see the memes because God, do I not have time to watch any of those streams? <laughs>
0: Yeah, my entire interaction with VTubers is through uh, uploaded clips and highlights on YouTube, and, and that's pretty much it. That's fair. I don't ever watch any of their streams, because much like I don't have time for anime, I'm never in a place where I want to sit down for three hours and watch Callie play blast, blast, Blasphemous, I think, was, was one that I watched from her. That's a good what game, you, though.
1: What you need to do is just find the best clip Twitter accounts um, because Corona Noises is one of the best Twitter accounts <laughs> on Twitter, and I'm so happy I found it and followed it. Nice. Because it's all the best parts of her, which is her just, like, freaking out and screaming, and I I, I love it. <laughs>
0: uh, And then uh, just one more thing, uh, Shang-Chi comes up pretty soon, too, yeah. Isn't that,
1: like, next, this week? This week? Next
0: it's week? September 3rd, next Friday.
1: Oh, shit.
0: So we got a little bit of ways. I've seen actually a lot of uh, movie trailers for stuff coming out soon that I'm really excited for. August, not August, September is going to be a good month for movies. Hopefully we don't have to go back into lockdown. (laughs) Well, if we do, then most of them will probably go to streaming services at this point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That is true.
0: Oh, and actually, speaking of that, so, like, uh, you remember the, the Scarlett Johansson thing where she was suing Disney for uh, the release of Black Widow on Disney+, Plus, right? Yes. Uh, kind of related to that. Did you see that the new Spider-Man trailer got leaked?
1: I heard it did. I did not watch it.
0: I have not either, and I don't intend to because uh, I, I saw the beginning of the video before the trailer actually started, and if I'm remembering correctly, it looked like it was... Playing on someone's phone, and uh, that's fine. I can wait. Uh, I'll wait until I can actually watch it. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Um. I never get why those are. Why I'm just like, oh my god, let
0: me put this trailer out
1: early. Like it's a trailer, dude. Like I can. I don't have to see it until they planned on having it come out. But. I'm I'm firmly in the trailers usually do nothing but ruin every movie so I still like them which is make is completely hypocritical but sue me um but yeah I I I can wait well do you have you heard any rumors about it is there anything in there
0: that's gonna be like holy shit I actually haven't I haven't seen any details from what came out of it good which is nice. I wouldn't want you to tell me, even though I asked. <laughs> I am going to watch the trailer because I'm a little hype beast, and uh I mean, granted, the Spider-Man movies in particular have a pretty bad track record of trailers showing too much, but I also have no self-control, so I'm going to watch it. I'm assuming oh, well, at this point it's going to play in front of Shang-Chi and no sooner.
1: Oh, I bet. I mean, I'll watch the trailer once it officially comes out, but I'm not like, you know over here edging, waiting for the
0: first bit of new Spider-Man movie I can see. Yeah. I mean, they, I they might release the it early time. now that it's already been leaked, but I, I would guarantee the plan was to play it in front of Shang-Chi. Yeah. Because they do that a lot, Marvel
1: being they. Mm-hmm. Put, put trailers for what's coming next in front of what's out now. Yeah, do we and, have uh, any other uh Marvel... TV show releases come. Uh, what if? Have you been? What did we talk about that last week? Yes, we did. We talked about it briefly. Yeah. Did you watch this week's? I have not. I've still only
0: seen the first episode. I liked it a lot better. Okay. I I I've heard different stuff. Played I I, I think it's it's gonna it. be
1: a, a unique experience. It played around with the what you already know a lot better, in my opinion. It was like, oh, that's just I okay. So that twist made this other thing happen, where it feel, it felt like, well, I guess they did technically do that in the first. I don't know. I was just, as I said
0: last week, not crazy about the first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do want to watch it. <laughs> you know what I spent too much time watching, actually, instead of that? Um, No. I no. watched five episodes of the Disney Plus Monsters, Inc. series. That's a thing? I didn't yeah. know that was a thing. Yeah, it's called Monsters at Work. Uh, Mike and Sully are not the main characters, but they do have Billy Crystal and John Goodman doing their voices when they are there. Um, Probably because they're not the main characters. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> when I say that, they're normally the B-plot, so they're still important characters. They're still featured prominently, but they're never. they're not the main characters.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Um, But, you know, still, it's cool that they're able to get those guys back for a TV show because Disney's got that kind of big dick power.
1: Yeah. And what are those two doing right now? Like, they got time.
0: Man, man, I don't know what the fuck Billy Crystal's ever doing. Billy Crystal is not a name that I keep track of.
1: He's on Broadway.
0: Oh, is he? Okay. Probably. That feels right. Good for him. John He he does a lot uh, of plays and shit. I was hoping John Goodman was going to have a big comeback after uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, but haven't seen him pop up in much, which is a shame because I like John Goodman a lot. Yeah, he's probably just tired, dude. He's old. He's probably just tired and old. Let the man do do his
1: thing, I no. guess. I don't know.
0: I want John Goodman <laughs> no. on my screen, in my eyeballs. I like him a lot. Uh, okay. Okay. But uh, I think that'll just go ahead and do it for this week's episode. We got through a lot of news. It was a good time. Uh, Got a a lot of moves I want to see.
1: Yes. Yes to everything. There's shit coming out. The world's on fire still, but, you know, there's shit coming out to make me not think about it. And you know what? Thank you, people
0: who make the content. Thank you. Yeah, go ahead and... uh, Fucking alright, one more thing. Do do you see do you see uh nearer to the beginning of this year, it, there there was a there was a uh a sound bite released from the set of the new Mission Impossible movie. And uh Tom Cruise, who like you know, Tom Cruise yeah, is yeah I very yeah, so Tom Cruise is very involved in the movie making process of his movies all the time. Like he he produces the Mission Impossible movies and obviously does all of his own stunts and the like. And so there he he was he was very forceful about the set following COVID guidelines, which very good, good for him. I'm glad he's putting in that effort. Um some people were shirking it and he had a fucking Christian Bale level meltdown on these people. Yep. Which in the moment again I I'm pretty down with cause like it's COVID guidelines. Please take it seriously. Wear the mask. Uh, this was before vaccine rollout was even being talked about. Um, but some of the shit he says is like just so self-important Hollywood bullshit. Like he, he was talking about the making of a mission impossible movie. Like if they didn't make that movie, Hollywood culture was going to die. Nobody was going to see movies again. If they didn't get that Right. Yeah. I just, I just fucking fuck off Tom Cruise. Make your fucking action movie. I don't care. I'm
1: pretty sure we talked about this like, when this happened. Did we? I don't know. Were we even recording then? No, we weren't. So, maybe not.
0: <laughs> okay. Alright, that's gonna do it for for this. Uh, enough bitching about Hollywood for me and enough bitching about anime from you.
1: Yeah, get your shit together Funimation and Netflix and then Western anime. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Obsession underscore pod. And uh, if you like what you hear here, tell a friend and put us in their ears forcefully. Take out their earbuds, put them in and play an episode. Thanks. Uh, but until then, we will see you next week with more news or a list or a three by three. Who knows? We're pretty free form here. Bye bye. <laughs>